Bow, I know what you're thinking. That must be another episode of Fantasy Harness Racing if you're hearing that music. And it must be another episode with Brett Skelly and Tom Swiderski. Boys, surely that's what they're thinking. Absolutely, yeah. I had to put my guitar down as I was playing that <laughs> intro. So, But no, it's, uh, it's, it's very famous music now. Tommy on the drums. Yeah, yeah. The it's beatbox. Good. <laughs> it's good to be back. We're getting closer to the 10th, so all aboard. Yeah, look, um, what we thought we'd do in this episode is have a look at the big guns because when you open up the platform or you've got, or you, maybe you've gone through the process of making a spreadsheet for yourself and you go through and you, and you print out all the, all the names, they're the ones that pop up first on the platform. So if you're just starting out, they're the names you're going to see. Or if you're tinkering with your team, if you're finessing it, they're the ones that are going to be there smack bang in front of your face. And they're the ones with the big numbers after the, the dollar sign next to their name as well. Uh, boys, there's plenty of options, but you, you're going to have to dust off the cobwebs, open up the wallet and really empty out a few uh, a few plastic cards, I think, to afford some of these guys. Uh, is it worth it? Yeah. I've been to the bank to try and get in as many as I can, um, taking out a loan and a mortgage. But, yeah, no, these are the guys you've got to be looking at first. You've got to uh, start here and work your way down because – most of these guys, you've got to get try, try and get at least three or four of them in your team. Yeah. Is that how you're thinking, Tommy? Yeah. You, need, you need bulk of these guys? Yep, you need them. Um, they're also interchangeable with your trades, so um, they're not locked in the whole time. So uh, um, you can, when it comes carnival time, put Luke in, Jack, trainer. They're going to win big races. So you've got to monitor it week to week as well. Um, I'm definitely going to chop and change and trade in and out during the season and just monitor it how it goes week to week. Okay. Top of the list, Cameron Hart, 1.34 mil. You, you are spending almost 10% of your $14.4 million salary cap if you want him in your team. Yay or nay, boys? Big yay. 100%, yes. All right, so you're both all in. Uh, you, like I said, though, you're going to need to get that big pile of chips in front of you, shuffle it to the table, hope your number comes up. Um, but Cameron's price is that price, Brett, because that's what his form line over the last few seasons tells us he delivers, is is winners which in this game context turn into points yeah not only is he winning um at the main tracks and newcastle and places like that he's winning the black tight races he's winning big so you know if you put your chips in the middle you're going to get a big return on those yeah and and they're the they're the one that's where the big points are to be earned tom you know that's where this game gives you the triple points for you know your mark for your group ones your double points for your group twos and carnival cups and cam drives him in a not necessarily the Carnival Cups ones, but he drives in all those Group 2s and Group 3s. So, and he's prominent in them, and he yep. wins a lot of them. So yep. that's where you're getting those bonus points. Eight group, eight times Group 1 winner. I think he might be only 23 years old, and he gets, he's got a bit of confidence. He's, got the right, he's in the right stables. He's a freelance driver. He's the hottest commodity in harness racing at the moment, probably one of the best drivers in the world. So he's a must-have for me. We've seen form in other codes, though, boys. You know, AFL, NRL, and Tommy. I'll use Nathan Cleary as an example. Last year, he he was the hu- he was the highest price tag I think we've ever seen in NRL fantasy, and didn't quite deliver. So, and this form, even in in AFL last year, Brett, where this form of the guys that we expect on that, you've used the term in other shows, recency bias, and and using what's previously happened, not necessarily what's about to happen, as your playbook. So, does that apply to Cam in any way? Not in my opinion. Um, the stats don't lie with Cam. He's getting better every year. More drives, more wins, more placings. Uh, big group ones um, over in Australia and New Zealand. So uh, I, I won't. I won't buy into that. 
Yeah, okay. All right. Well, Jack Callaghan is second on that on the, the, the list of big dogs, as we've talked about. Um, 1.27, so he's $70,000 cheaper. His, his stat base isn't that much different, Tom. I mean, I know you've got some you've got some data around how these two match up. What can you tell us? Yeah, uh, Cam has less drives overall per season. Um, you know, he, he does go interstate and whatnot, so that that might be the difference there. But um, Cam's driving twenty five winners more this season, but Jack's got more placings. So um, winning isn't everything. You're still getting points for placing and driving. So you've just got to marry that up. And Jack also gets the the big drives as well, and he loves travelling. He goes to Newcastle Weekly, Penrith, Menangle. He's there every week. That travel factor might be enough to sway some people if you were flipping a coin on those two, Brett. I, I, I'm not sure. You know, I know that you, you've kind of got a strategy where you think you need to get both of them in. Yeah, I think you've got to have both in your team, and we'll talk about Robbie in a second too, and I, I've got him in my team as well. But it, it's the travel factor with um, with drivers like Jack and, and Robbie. Um, they're covering at least four meetings a week. It's... You know that's that's a lot of points just from uh, the right uh, the drives that they're picking up. So you factor in a few seconds, a few thirds, winners as well. That's that's a lot of points a week. So what you're saying is you'll sleep better if these two are in your team. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and what about what about the the notion that you know obviously you get double points for whoever your captain is each week. Is there a safety and a security if you've got one of these two or both that you? You feel like you're going to get a good score out of either of these two that you could just put the captain on and be a little bit – It might even if it's not the highest score of the round, it's probably not going to be that far off the mark with the, the amount of results that they generate. Yeah, they're ultra-consistent week-to-week, uh, meeting-to-meeting, ultra-consistency. So regardless of whether you got your captain's badge on him or not, they're going to churn out a lot of points for you. Okay. All right. You, you mentioned Robbie Morris, Brett. So you've got your own on Robbie being in, in your team at 1.225. So, um, well, that's $115,000 cheaper than Cam. Uh, what is it? 45000 cheaper than Jack. So there's a little bit of saving there. And, and yet maybe the volume of work is a little bit higher with Robbie. Oh, yeah. And as I mentioned before, Robbie, you know, travelling everywhere. Once again, you get those four meetings a week. Um, I actually have him as my captain just because he goes away, he's consistent, Every meeting, he's got a winner. So, you know, I think, number one, have him in your team. I think that's a, a definite. But at the same time, you know, do you put him as captain? You know, as you said, that's safety. Yeah. And so among those three, I think they each bring something unique to the table. And, you know, you mentioned with Cam, maybe less drives, more wins. Jack, more placings, which then cumulatively almost balances out the the less wins. I mean, but the, the wins aren't, you know, that Jack is a rising star. They're, they're not that different. And then with Robbie, it's that volume of work that consistently drive, doing a lot of work at, you know, at Penrith and at Newcastle on top of the, the two meetings at Menangle. So they each bring something unique to the table. I'd encourage you to, if you can find a way, try and get at least one of them in your team. I think that should be a given, but, um, you know, have a have a good think about what strategy you want to play with, with those three because they each bring something unique that are going to give you a, you know, almost a, a safety and a security blanket. I think yeah. uh, if you've got them. And in another team. good thing with Robbie is he goes outside of his Lucky Lodge stable. He, he's freelance driving, winning big races on horses he doesn't train. So he might go to Newcastle with two horses, but he's got six drives because he's so in demand and 
he's such a good driver as well. All right. Well, there's one other million-dollar driver in the Metro region, and that's Luke McCarthy. Um, now, we've mentioned previously that Luke doesn't necessarily have the volume of work that either of those three that we just we just mentioned do, but we the game starts 10th of January. We're only kind of a month away then from when the Carnival of Miracles starts. So we've got the Newcastle Mile, which is a triple points opportunity, and then we go into these big group ones at Menangle, and that's when the McCarthys really come to play. Yeah, that's it. From the start of February, we have group twos um, every week at Menangle. So, you know, I think after the first two weeks of this, yeah, I, I'll have to cut somebody and, and get Luke in there because um, just with Cobbity behind him and he's going to get the pick of his drives, yeah, he's, he's got to be in there and he'll be winning and he'll be winning those black tie So races. you won't start with him? I don't think I can start with yeah. him. You want to you want to pick up some momentum early with some of these drivers um, who are going to be up at Newcastle and places like that, very, where, where Luke doesn't go. Yeah. Very similar with Jack Trainer with me. Very interchangeable uh, with the trades week to week. When it comes carnival time, Jack will win a lot of big races and so valuable those double and triples. Yeah, well, you mentioned Jack Trainer. I, I think he's one that's probably got a got a ascendancy ahead of him. Uh, we we saw him have some Group One Group One chops. Late in 2022, which I think might carry into 2023, you know, it's significantly cheaper than Cameron and Jack. There's there's savings to be made there, which you can put that money on someone else's head and beef up mm. in another area. Um, I, I would expect Jack Trainer is going to be pretty popular and bring something pretty similar to the table. Yeah, I I would think that if you've got Luke in your team, you don't need Jack. If you've got Jack in your team, you don't need Luke. Um, I think you've got to have one there um, during the Carnival of Miracles especially. But do you have both? Probably not. Um, Pick one. Okay. Well, in between those guys and the top three that we talked about, the fourth highest price is Amanda Turnbull. Now, Amanda Turnbull is... She's the queen of the Western region. She's priced at that for, for a reason. She is... What she is, what two hundred, nearly two hundred thousand dollars more expensive than the next person, Bernie Hewitt in the in the Western region. Yeah, I, I, I've got the top four, so I've got Amanda in there as well. I think um, she's the first one from outside the metro region that that is in this top group. Um, but once again, it's the the travel, and not only that, she's got some great horses, um, including the ones that she trains. I mean, we all know about Bundurin, so I, I think. She's one you've got to look at, and I'm going to claim this because I think I changed Tommy's mind a, uh, a few weeks ago when we mentioned that on the Western Region podcast, um, and I think he's got her in his team now. Yeah, I've changed. I've changed. Brett's turned me over. But, yeah, winning 20% of her drives, 30% place uh, strike rate, goes everywhere. We'll win a lot of those Carnival Cups, Western Districts, um, and even down the Riverina, those ones as well. So um, she'll get plenty of points, and so consistent. She's... Waving goodbye to 100 winners very early in the calendar year, every year for the last 15 years. She's going well beyond 100 winners every year. Yeah, and this is, I mean, as I say, once again, it's the the travel aspect and some of the meetings that we're not going to cover through the fantasy game, but she'll be at parks, she'll be at Dubbo, places like that. She's willing to travel anywhere to give her horses the best opportunity. I know in the Sprint Lane podcast we talk about what's happening around the grounds each week and Amanda's name comes up with multiple winners every Wednesday night at Bathurst. You know, so that's that's significant point scoring right there. You know, if, if she's 
picking up minimum two, but quite often it's three and four and sometimes five. There's been times I think where there's been six winners on a on a Bathurst Wednesday night card. That that's huge points. It's mm. hard to get. Past. And that's just the wins. I yeah. mean, you know, there's there's the the minor placings as well. Like she's not often out of the top four. No, hardly it, ever. It's a very rare race meeting, especially in that Western Districts area yeah. where she's driving and you don't see a winner race. Yeah, I I, I think um, she's going to be real hard to go past as a, as the number one. Well, I mean, she's ranked as the number one seed there in in the Western region. She's going to be real hard from a selection perspective to not pick, I think. And, yeah. and it's only going to be not being able to afford her because you've prioritised another line on, on, on your team, really, isn't it? That, that's really all it's going to be, Tom. Yeah, it's so hard. Like, reading down this list um, in terms of value, it's impossible to leave them out, but you have to. You can't You can't afford them all. What about Blake Hughes at, at, in the Hunter region? Um Look, he, he's, we're seeing him more and more in the Metro racing of late. But at Newcastle, he just he, – he carves up there, you know. So you have to pick people on these lines. You know, in Hunter Region, you have to pick five drivers. And Blake, is as, his record's as good as anyone across the whole game. Yeah, it's about trying to fit these people in. And once again, I, I had to have Blake in my team. Uh, as you say, he's, he's at Newcastle, but he is. He's starting to, to make his presence felt uh, further south as he's going into Menengal um, and the and the other uh, other meetings. So, yeah, have him in your team uh, when, when you pick that Hunter region. Okay, Brad Hewitt. I think Brad Hewitt's a really intriguing one, and he might be a bit higher on this list than maybe some people anticipated, I think, but I think he's an under-the-radar option. I, I really do. I, I think because he's based in Goulburn, he, he bunny hops between the regional borders. So we see him at Menangle most Saturday nights. We see him on some, you know, a lot of the Tuesdays. We see him at just about every race meet at the, at the River Arena Paceway. And we see him sometimes there at, um, you know, at Bathurst as well. So I, I think you know, for, for someone who travels a lot, drives a lot, but not only that, he, he gets results. He wins. You know, at 965, I, I think he presents a, a pretty good option for people. Tom. Yeah, but there's a lot of Carnival Cups meetings around that Riverina. You've got tomorrow, June E, along the way, month to month, and he'll be there every be single there. time. Yep. And he'll be getting winners too. So um, he might be a good value there. 960, uh, 965K, it's a lot of money, but it's justifiable, I think. I think if you don't have one of the top four... Um, Cam, Jack, Robbie or Amanda, um, you've got to have him in your team um, because you have him there and it gives you an extra three or $400,000 to use elsewhere. Yeah, oh, he's a good option. What about Blake Mikulif? I mean, he's he's the highest priced driver in the Riverina. And and again, it's that all-rounder status. It's We see him just pretty much every Wednesday night at Bathurst as well. So we, we see him at, at, at Wagga every Friday afternoon and it's not unusual to see him at Menangle as well. Yeah, him and Blake Jones are the two in that region, the, the you know, the big guns. This season, uh, Blake, a lot of those drives potentially aren't at the, the meetings that you get points for in this um, in this game. But 700 drives, he's got 81 winners this year. Blake Jones, 560 drive for 95 winners. That's an incredible strike rate. I've, I've gone with Blake um, in that region over, um, over Blake Mikulif. Sorry, Blake Jones over Blake Mikulif, but... Um, yeah, that's that's the way I've gone, but they're both good value, I think. 
There's a lot of lot of Blake in the game, mm. isn't there? There is. <laughs> I mean, we've got three drivers in the Riverina region, which are all within 15k yeah. of each other, mm. um, and you've got to look at it and you go, do you want one? Do you want two? You've definitely got to have one of of those three. And that's um, Jackson Payne. That's Jackson Payne. So. Yeah. Um, I actually went with two out of the I'd, I went with Jackson painting and with Blake Jones as well. Um, it's no difference to, to Blake Mickliffe. Well, well, I think it depends on your strategy, doesn't it? Because if you if you think that you can get a point of difference by prioritising a track that maybe others aren't, you know, and I've talked about Penrith being a, being a track that you could potentially prioritise, but maybe it's and, – and I know, Tom, you've got a high opinion of what the Riverina might – present then mm. maybe it's the riverina if you could nail that and pick up all those points and other people are neglecting friday afternoon at wagga and you're going bang and you're surging on a friday afternoon maybe strategically that's a good play yeah and, I think and therefore so. these guys are really relevant mm. I, particularly with blake jones for me because he, he's starting to pop up i believe he's only 20 years old or very young and um he's popping up in the uh in the city as well now so that's that's invaluable really um, it's a long way to travel, but he gets the chocolates. He gets lucky. Yep, yep. So uh, what about Bernie Hewitt? Um, I mean, he is, like I said before, he's you know nearly $200,000 cheaper than Amanda Turnbull. Uh, I, you know, as I said before, we, we talk every week about Amanda picking up bulk winners. Bernie, Bernie does too. He's getting, he's getting clusters most Wednesday night at Bathurst. And... Uh, Obviously, as as a very prominent trainer, the Bathurst area, he's driving his own horses as well. Yeah, if you don't have a Mandarin team, you've got to have Bernie in team. It's uh, it's not an either or, but um, you can have both and try and load at the top end. But yeah, you, you can't have both out of your team um, just with the amount of, of winners that they're driving, especially at Bathurst. Um, what do you make of his sons driving for him too, Tom? Does that yeah. with, with Jason, you'll have to monitor it. It's Dougie. going to be interesting. Um, you know, I I had Bernie in the day I took him out. He drove two at Bathurst that night. So, you know, maybe the re- recency bias, as we keep saying, maybe that comes into into your factor. But consistent drives a lot, great trainer, and he drives his own horses. So he's going to get a lot of winners. And you either you either have him and don't have Amanda, or you try and go top heavy, as Brett said, and have them both in. Be interesting. Come say the Bathurst Carnival. I think the Hewitt Stable is really relevant. They've got some really good, good uh, young up and coming horses. They have got Rip. They have got Jewel Melody. You know, but they're you know Dougie's been taking the the drive on Rip. Uh, Bernie's been taking the drive on Jewel Melody. So that sort of starts to split it a little bit as well. So you know that that Bathurst Carnival is going to be intriguing for how the Western Region gets played. I think because obviously a lot of the Metro drivers go go there to go after those big Group 1 races there too. Depends so. if Bernie puts the foot down too and says, well, I'm taking the drive on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, but Dougie's had such good success um, last year on RIP. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting uh, how that plays. Uh, a couple of, couple of the young guys who are really up and coming in that Hunter area, Brad Elder and Tom Ison, we've, we've talked previously about these two guys having amazing records. They may be on an upward curve, but a lot of, I know that a lot of their winners are coming – Tamworth, so their price, mate, oh, is their price inflated, Tom, in your opinion? Yeah, uh, particularly Tom Ison. Um, a lot of winners at Tamworth, not as many as Newcastle. Um, I look at someone like Josh Gallagher on the same same price, different region, same price, weighted different, but 
Josh is the leading trainer there, at, uh, leading driver there at Newcastle. Um, and you know, Tom Ison, if if Tamworth was included week to week, he'd be the first person picked. But if you want Josh, if you want to take that into account, you're going to have to pick him on a different line and metro, mm. and you still got to fill that spot. So strategically, that's a that's a very different play. Yeah, it is. It? it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, um, Brad Elder's one. I, I think uh, there was a race meeting earlier earlier this year. I think it was a nine race card, and he came second eight times. <laughs> That's he didn't win a race, but he came second eight times. That's forty points right there. That's actually a pretty good day out in the you know in, in fantasy terms without jagging a winner. That's yeah. a great day out. We'll be looking to to point scores like that as. Um pushing towards the premium. I think we're looking at sort of a 50-plus as being a premium score on a meeting. Yeah. And without getting a winner, that's impressive. Well, they're two young stars on the rise. I mean, yeah, you might be, you know, having to pay a little bit for them, but uh, there is, you know, the, the stats don't lie on what they, what they deliver in that Hunter region. So, you know, there, there are a couple of boys that I'm definitely keeping an eye on for what their, their nominations for the Newcastle track look like in early in 23, I think. Um, another one on that on that Newcastle track, one of our ambassadors, Grace Pinella, she, we've seen her starting to turn up at Menangle a little bit more. So I, I think that makes her really relevant. Yeah, I think so. 500 drives a season. Uh, young, only getting better. More opportunities, particularly in the city. I know Darren Binskin's taken a, a real liking to, um, to Grace. And... Nine hundred and fifteen thousand. I found a spot for her straight away. Um, that Hunter region is very difficult because of that that metro influence on their main track and the main point scoring track. So I've taken I've taken Grace mainly because of her metro influence, really. And the main sort of I guess uh, radar when it comes to the Hunter track is Josh Gallagher. That mm. becomes a real le- legit player in this fantasy game again, based on results that he's generated. Prior to the end, of, or in the in the back end of 2022, big clusters of wins on a Friday and Saturday night at Newcastle, and just putting big point scores together. Now, can that continue in 23 for Josh's sake and for anyone who buys him in their team? I certainly hope so. He's a he's a great young kid and he's a really serious talent. But you know, obviously, you're picking him on the basis that. Uh, one of the hottest streaks of form in Australian harness racing, not just here, in the whole country, continues. Yeah, and um, and it was hot streak, but at the same time, we were missing a few drivers up there at that time. We were during the middle of Inter Dominion, so there was a few people missing. But once again, I found him the hardest one to keep out of my team. He's um, he's he's only got an upward trajectory, so it's you know. If, but if you put him in there, who do you keep out of your metro list? Well, I mean, if the price list was getting done, you know, a couple of months later than we did it, Josh is probably a million-dollar driver. Yep. So that suggests that, you know, on, on he current, might be undervalued. On but current form, he's undervalued for sure. Yeah. Uh, at this price, on yeah. current form. Yeah. But, again, you, you, are, you are making an assumption that the hottest streak in Australian harness racing that we have seen in a long time continues – in 23. I so, hope it does. so there's a handful of factors to, to take into account. And yeah, we all, we all hope it does. So uh, Nathan Turnbull, you know, we, we've talked about Amanda, we've, we've talked about Bernie Hewitt, but Nathan Turnbull's stats at Bathurst, but, but he goes to other tracks and, you know, he went past 100 winners months ago. 
and has uh, waved that goodbye and kept on flying in its dust since. So um, if that continues, gee, he's a good option. Yeah, he does drive a lot at those tracks, um, those in-between tracks that they're not scoring points. Yeah. But he's got some great horses that are going to win feature races at Menangle. We touched on it in our Western preview. Yeah, better be the best. Better be the best. So he's going to be there in the big races. So you've got to keep some money spare for Nathan. When that carnival time comes and I see that horse in, I'll definitely be trading him in for the week or two. 935 for Nathan. Uh, Matty Roo's in the Western region as well. Uh, 925, former Miracle Mile winner. Uh, you know, we're... We've said in, in previous podcasts, if it's not the Turnbulls, you probably take the Hewitts. But there's a couple of other options, and Maddie's one of them, Brett. Yeah, Maddie, uh, you know, once again, another one who's willing to travel. You'll see him at Menangle, um, and you'll see him at Penrith on a Thursday night too. So, yeah, obviously one that you've got to keep an eye on. Uh, the only reason I didn't have him in there was um, probably that he doesn't have those bulk runners sort of coming into the city um, during the week, so... But once again, when he's on fire, he's really on fire. And I don't know how we did this, but we managed to get a Victorian into our, our just above the 900, 900k mark. So it's Mark Pitt. And the reason Mark Pitt's there is because if Emma Stewart does turn up at carnival time and uh, and like we've seen, you know, her, her stable can do, Mark Pitt will be on those horses and... and they're bloody good, Tom. <laughs> yeah, terrific juveniles. They're unbelievable. Yeah. The times they run, unbelievable. Yeah, so, I mean, but Mark Pitt turns up at, at Albury and we see him at Wagga as well. So, you know, he he's priced according to what we know he delivers when when he's going to drive in in, in uh, New South Wales tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say he's not one that you have in your team straight away. No. Um, but keep an eye on him, especially during that carnival time, as you say. If Emma Stewart's up here and he's driving then you've got to have him. Yeah, yeah. So what we've done there is we've kind of thrown up the all the drivers that are 900,000 or more. Uh, there, there's a lot of great options under that price point. But we thought we'd, we'd sort of run a bit of a rule over what that, that bundle of drivers are. You know, I would think that most teams would have um, some kind of assortment of a number of those that we've just talked about. Now, how you go about configuring that, you certainly can't fit them all in. <laughs> There's no way you can possibly do it. So um, it's just really comes down to your strategy, Tom. Yeah, and this conversation hasn't made anything easier too. It's only asked more questions in my head. Do I need to change my team? Who should I put in? I've left Josh Gallagher out. I, I think I'm going to put him straight in now. So it's it's terribly difficult. Yeah. So, yeah, plenty of great options, Brett. And, you know, and that and that – that's not being disrespectful to anyone who's not not in the 900k plus bracket because they you know who knows the the best driver might be sitting below that bracket that's it yeah there's a reason why these people are at 900,000 and above and it's because they've got the runs on the board but we'll speak in another podcast about those that are probably the up and comers and those that are you know not as known as well not known as well so far so but you know when it comes to this in that top 10 top 20 that are above 900,000 You've got to find something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope that's helped some people out. Uh, we, we love, we just love talking about this game. We can't wait for it to start. 10th of January is when it is. Make sure you, if you haven't already registered your team, get on and register at fantasyharnessracing.com is the domain that you need to go to. When you get there, it's a really simple process. Have a bit of fun 
playing around. You get unlimited trades until the game starts, but you've got to get that team locked in so you, so you are accruing points. So you're, you're in contention to get the, mo- the most points possible for an incredible prize pool that's available. There's a car up for grabs. There's a VIP and holiday experiences to the Eureka, which will be run here in New South Wales in September. And, of course, there's massive Harvey Norman vouchers up for grabs, a weekly prize each week. But the best chance to get the overall prize is to make sure you've got your team registered for that first race when points are accrued on the 10th of January. So get in and uh, register your team. Have a play around. We hope this podcast does help you out. We're going to keep producing more content that will – hopefully help you with some of the decisions you, 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 you're going to need to make because you, you're going to need to be ruthless at some point on who you, who you pick or who you leave out of your team. But hopefully that's helped you out. Boys, thanks for your time. It's, uh, I love talking about this game. Can't wait for it to start. All good, Paul. See you next time. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. <laughs> all right. I think the boys have already gone. Had, had a little snooze. Uh, all right. We'll catch you next time, people. Uh, thanks for your time. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.